Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monacelli. My avid followers knew this podcast as Pleasure Seeking, the Pleasure Seeking podcast, named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monacelli, and I'm here with a very particular guest, Corby Mitleid. Let me introduce you to her. Let me introduce her to you. <laughs> I'm so excited. You can see that I'm worrying here. I'm getting all mixed up. But why I am so excited uh, to have her, her here with me is because she um, is a certified tarot master, a psychic medium, a teacher, and an ordained minister. She's been reading for over almost 50 years. She's a full-time intuitive counselor with clients worldwide. And she is a featured channel in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series on karma and pre-birth planning. And we'll be talking about that as life as well. Her soul, your soul's plan, your soul's gift, and your soul's love. As an author, her self-help volume, Clean Out Your Life Closet, encourages you to write your own story or change based on your history, your life experiences, and your personal goals. Another book that I'll have her present herself, I will not talk about. But uh, let's her let's get her on and welcome her here straight away. Welcome, Corby. Thank you for taking the time and talking to us and, you know, telling us all about it, what you do. <laughs> it's great to be here. Thank you for asking. Now, um, like I said, there's so much I did I just don't know where to start. But what I do, what I would like to start with is this pre-birth planning, karma, and compassion to create your sure. best self now. Shoot. <laughs> I started working with Robert Schwartz, I think, the beginning of the 21st century, 2001, two, somewhere in there. You know, people think karma is carrot and stick, bad and good. I've had cancer three times. I've done the cancer dance three times. So some people oh. would say, oh, she must have really bad karma. No. <laughs> karma yeah. is actually five things. Good. Unbalanced energy, which is a neutral. Bravissima. Healing, service, contrast. You want to learn about abundance. You have to have both rich and poor lives. And healing of beliefs. So in your pre-birth plan, you sit down with your guides, your higher self, crafts the personality. Remember, we're a coat, we're a part in a play. And they decide what lessons they want to learn, who they want to work with, etc. A uh, quick example for me, this comes down the vast majority of the times as male. When the soul comes down as a female is when I think it does its toughest work. So my life goal, my pre-birth plan was to learn that being in a woman's body is good and valuable and that no matter what she looks like, it doesn't mean that sex is a bargaining chip and she has no right to say no. Okay, so let's say you're so, talking about uh, life lessons or experiences that your soul wants right, to have. Okay, Right, that your pre-birth plan. Now, mm -hmm. does that mean we don't have free will? Not at all. Think of the goal in your pre-birth plan as your major in college, okay? 
I was a history major. But free will is whether we get through college with gut courses or double major plus lab. What, what Me, I was I need, stubborn. I need you so to explain that. Double major plus lab. <laughs> okay. Um, if you come down and you want to learn the lessons that I needed to learn. Right. Gut course life would be you find the right person right away. You get married. You have children. There's always respect. And you're comfortable in your body. Right. You've learned. Double major plus lab was me. My mother was an alcoholic cross addicted with barbiturates. There was a very, very difficult thing that happened when I was 16. Don't mm -hmm. need to do the details. But that was the tipping point. Okay. Either I could say to my mother, I'll show you. Been a virgin till I was married, blah, blah. That was the gut course. But instead, I thought, well, if my mother thinks I'm a whore, there must be something she knows about me. She must be right. I was a virgin at the time. Uh -huh. But within three weeks, I went out and deliberately found a way to get rid of the virginity I didn't think I deserved. Yeah. And, you know, two bad marriages, abuse, poverty, the whole thing until my 40s okay. when I finally found the right guy. But by that time, I'd had cancer twice. I still hadn't quite gotten the lesson. And higher self said, look. We need you down there to teach. So we're going to remove the problem. Ah. Since I was 11, I literally was Dolly Parton with a brunette dye job. Oh, 2004, <laughs> the doctors said, second primary, but it's three strikes, you're out. We're taking the raft, we're taking the ovaries, and you're going from this Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects in three weeks. Suck it up. Jesus. Oh. Well, they didn't say suck it up, but that was basically <laughs> oh, that the was attitude. You. <laughs> now, Based on my understanding of the examined life, I said, you know, well, I went and cried for 24 hours. But then I said, I have to find three reasons to be okay with it. Okay. Number one, you don't have them. You can't get cancer there. Number two, the top half is not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman listening knows exactly what I'm talking about with that. Third, implants. I'll be perky till I'm 93. This is cool. Because of this, plus good doctors because of your of, head right for those who are just right, listening right. right my attitude and and how i worked with it plus the good doctors i walked out of mass general in three days shopped for a bathing suit in five that was 2004 here it is 2021 i'm 66 i'm still here i had married the right guy at this point mm -hmm. because the first two would have left this one said am i going to miss them oh yeah they were gorgeous but i married you not them We've been together since 2000. We're having our 19th wedding anniversary next mm -hmm. month. That's an example of double major plus lab, plus uh -huh. lab. Either life path, I will have learned, the soul will have learned the value of a woman's body and the value of boundaries. Okay. okay? I've got an important question now. Yes. When, uh, you're, you're psychic. And if we say, if I say to you, well, look, Corby, you knew that that was a life lesson or experience that your soul wanted. What about people who have no clue? I know what you're talking about, but many people to say, mm -hmm. well, what is, what is my life lesson? What am I, why am I here? Um, well, why am I here is a little different, different. from yeah. a life challenge, okay? Mm -hmm. In Rob's books, we dealt with life challenges, parenting, handicapped children, physical illness, death of a loved one, poverty, insects, etc. Um you can look at this 
by looking at the themes in your life. And remember, um, I didn't really get what this was about until I started doing the work with right. Rob. Right. Okay. In in my forties. In fact, I'm the only one who's ever been in his books from two sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. In his first book, I'm actually the person named Doris. That's my story. Uh -huh. Um, can you give me a title what, uh, of his book? What? Oh, yeah, that's Your Soul's Plan. That's the first okay, one. Okay, Your Soul's Plan. Okay. Right. Um, the most important thing to know is God doesn't do grishas. What's a grisha? It's a wonderful Yiddish word. It means stick in the knife and twist it just to make sure it's in there. Oh, Everything we do can help us grow as souls. Right. And sometimes... You don't know what's going on until after. Of course. Okay. Uh, one of the examples that I love to use very quickly is Ryan White. Ryan White was the kid who got AIDS uh, right at the beginning of the epidemic. Yeah. And people thought he was a horrible person and treated him horribly. I mean, even though it was from a blood transfusion. But then he made friends with Elton John. Now, at this point, Elton John was drinking and drugging and destroying himself. Right. But he made friends with Elton's, with uh, Ryan's family, played at Ryan's funeral, was so moved by Ryan's courage that he then got off booze, drugs, has been over 30 years sober, sober. and started the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised half a billion dollars mm -hmm. for AIDS and HIV research since Ryan's death. Mm -hmm. Ryan may not have known that's what he was here to do, but his soul did. That's why I refer to him as a courageous soul. Ryan, Ryan's soul said, short life, difficult, but look at what can happen if right. we go through that. Okay. Okay. So, so sometimes say, you won't know. Yeah. Sometimes you won't know that, that, that's the answer. But let's say, um, if, if you have a person that asks that question, you can put up a mm -hmm. mirror and say, well, what's happening in your life now? What patterns are you seeing? There are repetitive patterns. That's a really good clue. Mm -hmm. There are that. I also do what is called a soul plan reading. Uh -huh. uh, it's my, frankly, most difficult, most expensive one. Could you get me, you do your homework, you give me your life challenge and some points that I ask you. I am then at my desk at 6.30 in the morning, and I am in deep trance meditation, bringing down as many as 10 past lives in detail, looking at your numerology, channeling your soul, what it wants to say, and then you're on the phone with me for an hour. I do okay. the same thing. I call it soul therapy, different. Mm -hmm. I do the entire right. from the soul's inception. So it's similar, and right. this is how they can go to someone, right, and, and get what mm -hmm. they need. Always, though, ask yourself, it's living the examined life. This happened. What's the lesson from it? What can I learn from it? Right. Because I'm a teacher. My next question is, how can I teach with it? Then the magic three words. Thank you. Next. <laughs> if you've had cancer, don't say, hi, I'm Jane Smith and I'm a cancer survivor. Because that means that you're wearing that cancer like a badge. Right, right. I refer to myself as a cancer dancer. I find out how graceful I could be under pressure. I avoid getting my toes stepped on. I get off the dance floor in one piece. But it's only one thing that I did. It is not who I am. Right. It's one thing. Your difficult childhood is not who you are. Your abandonment issues are not who you are. They are things that made you who you are. Yeah. 
but they are not it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I can put a pin in that and we can go on. <laughs> we can move on. All right. Now, what I was really interested in talking about is mediumship and the way I mean, mediums do things in the same way. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know, give me a definition for mediumship and uh, I'll, then I'll go on and ask you questions. Is, are you, you all right with sure. that? Okay. Mediumship is talking to your dead Aunt Mabel, but please remember we're not dial a dead. If she's on a field trip, she won't be by the phone. That's what I tell people about <laughs> mediumship. With me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm funny. I, I look, I have done stand up comedy on You Think a Psychic's Life is Easy, but people remember what I tell them. Yeah. Humor is valuable. Oh, yes. We know that. We know that. All right. So let's say um, I'm a client and I want mm-hmm. to talk to my aunt Maple. And, um, but I have, I don't have only Aunt Maple. I've got her husband who passed the year before, my sister who mm-hmm. just passed a week ago. You have to choose, honey. Okay. I don't just go massively fishing because that gets you vague. You want it to, I mean, as much time as we have, I'll go through all your dead people. Yeah. But you have to give me what I call the dog tags. For instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice that tells me nothing, but it gets me into the energy very of fast. Course. And then I do what I call charades. Um, it's nothing I ever learned, but it's what my guides do with me. For instance, if I'm not smoking a cigarette, they smoked. If my hands clawed my chest and opened, they had surgery. If the heel of my hand hits my forehead, it was a fast death or an accident. But these allow me to give very specific things. Two examples. Right. A woman wanted to speak to her father-in-law. All of a sudden, I feel myself miming a pool cue. He taught her how to play pool. Another woman in Canada wanted to speak to her grandfather. I feel myself saluting. Now, Americans salute with a palm down. Brits and Canadians salute with a palm out, which is what I did. She had just graduated the week before from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Academy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I acknowledge this, and I'm so proud of you. She hadn't told me that. Mm-hmm. That's specific from the dead person. Now, uh, they will also sometimes give me things to say. Um, I'll tell you the, the clean one. There was a woman in York, Pennsylvania, who wanted to speak to her husband who had died six months before. Uh, she didn't tell me anything about where she had lived, nothing. All of a sudden, I feel my arms go out wide and my head tilt, and hey, baby! Because that's how we walked into the house every night after work. Yeah, that's it so, is. it's always so fascinating. Yeah, it's it's just but it doesn't mean that the Lilydale mediums at the stump are wrong. We all have our bedside manners, our right. methodologies and the tools we use. use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Now, this is interesting. And uh, let's say you, you say that you're a teacher. What is the mm-hmm. brunt of your teaching about? I am a facilitator more than a teacher. Nothing bores me more than standing up in front of a class and lecturing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'll do inspirational speeches, yes, but I want you to work yourself. So, for instance, I teach a class called Decadence, which helps you pick up any non-tarot deck and read it within five seconds. I don't care if you've never picked up a deck, but I pair you off with a partner to work. Okay, so your I teaching inspire, is all about... I encourage... The uh, divination tools? I teach tools? that. Mm-hmm. I teach divination tools. I have a course called Create Your Sentence of Passion. Uh-huh. That's that your about? rallying cry. 
Um, I teach about brainstorm your business. I mean, one of the reasons I do as well as I do is I was in corporate for years. Mm -hmm. So I can straddle the twin mountains of business acumen and WikiWoo. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I give you everything I know, mm -hmm. but then help you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. so, I give you exercises. I give you partners to work with. That's mm -hmm. what excites me. Uh, when you said uh, the passion, sentence of passion, mm -hmm. uh, let's take a step back. Uh, what is that? Sure. What do you mean by that? All right. Your sentence of passion is not who you are or what you do or even how you do it. It's your vapor trail. When you go skidding into heaven on bald tires and fumes in the tank and God hands you a beer and says, so you go this, I did this. Isn't it really cool? For instance, <clears throat> my sentence of passion is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. Mm -hmm. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, whack them on their shoulder, say, here are your wings. You don't need a flight plan. Now get, I'm living my bliss, but I've done it. As an actress, an author, an inspirational speaker, a video producer, a writer of graphic novels, an executive recruiter, a legal assistant, and a psychic. It's not the job. Mm -hmm. When people know what their passion is, all of a sudden life makes more sense. They see what they can toss and what they want to keep. Let, give me an example. They, a client. Say, say Mr. X comes to you, right? Okay. And, right. For one thing, they're going to have two pages of homework. Ah, and it's Before they of, come, before the session. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, and they think it's a bunch of disjointed questions mm -hmm. and they say, Oh, I'll knock this out in 10 minutes. And the day they come and they say, it took me days. Things like, are you a big picture person or a detailed person? Mm -hmm. In what situations do you put yourself first and why do you feel threatened or exhilarated by the idea of change? What was your happiest moment at work or in general? What ticks you off? Mm -hmm. What's your motto? And when that happens, you begin to see the patterns in their life. If you saw my answers to those questions, and uh -huh. I did it uh -huh. to make sure that I, right, it was fair course. to ask. Mm -hmm. There is nothing about family. There is nothing about children. There is nothing about gardening. Mm -hmm. For me, it's words are my drug of choice. I love inspiring people. I love getting them to laugh. I like lightning strike ideas for them. Mm -hmm. So that is me. But someone else who has totally different interests than I do is going to do something else. Um, I believe that I can pull up um, four sentences. Here we go. I did a sentence of passion class with four people. Okay. Here are the different ones. The first oh, is motto, the second you. is sentence mm -hmm. of passion. Lisa, I dare to manifest. Passion sentence, my heart connects to lead the weary home. She does hospice. Catherine, who needs my glitter today? Sentence of passion, be the sparkle in the dark. She's a teacher. Mm -hmm. Gina, if you don't ask, the answer is no. Sentence of passion, life has changed, be fearless. Mm -hmm. Jody, it's a magical adventure, let's go. Sentence of passion, you've been called create big. Mm -hmm. When you know something that is specifically for you like that, it informs everything that you do. And I will not let them pull a harm hallmark thing. You try to give me the golden rule, I'm going to whack you upside the head with a clue brick. Mm -hmm. They have to be specific to you. And what I no, tell them I, is I'm, the motto I'm, is what you say to yourself in the, in the I'm morning. I'm playing dumb. I mean, I'm playing dumb. I'm dumb. Right? So, mm -hmm. so make believe mm -hmm. I'm a kid. And you, mm -hmm. you have this or whatever the names were. They have 
yeah. the the passion sentence what do is it for a personal need could they do whatever they want with it is it a logo absolutely no 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 they do whatever they want but what it does is it helps them see whether what they have in their life right now is truly their heart's call or crap i see okay so so you're you're orienting them towards themselves so they get the you know they can see themselves better i get that yeah 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 um out of all of the things that you teach what is your favorite Sentence of Passion is good, but I also do love teaching decadence because I keep telling people, I'm not special. It's not my aura don't stink. You can do what I do. In fact, I lost a shot at a reality show because they said, well, we have to point out that you're special and nobody else is like you. I said, that is not what I say or teach. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, then we can't use you. Mm. Well, fine. But, you know, if... To say that I'm the only person or psychics are the only ones, that disempowers my clients. And it's a very short way from that to the fake gypsy that goes, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, you have dog, $50 every family member, 25 for dog, he's small, he thinks. (laughs) Oh, bull. Yeah, yeah. Besides, there are 7 billion, 8 billion people in the world. I can't read them all and I'm going to die. So, so I want other people to raise themselves up, right? So, to so learn to do it. The way you generation. said, um, I'm more of a facilitator. This is what you mean. You're facilitating mm-hmm. them yes. to take their own lives in their own hands and take those cards and look at them and see what they mean for them. Um, yes. Out of learn all to of, trust yourself. Yeah, trusting yourself, right? Um, let's say cards. Let's talk about cards. What are your sure. what are favorite decks? We all have favorite Oh, decks. they're right here. If you're looking on YouTube, you can see them. Yeah. Um, Show us. The um, tarot deck that I use is the Tarot Illuminati by ah, I've, um, I've got Eric Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric lives in New York, PA. I know Eric, and the deck has been my favorite mm-hmm. since it came out in 2013. I buy a new one every year because I read about a thousand the, people the a box, year, and by the end the, of the, the year, Illuminati. they are. There we go. There you go. Mm hmm. Yep. By the end of the year, they're toast. <laughs> but I love using Oracle decks mm-hmm. as well. And each of Which the Oracle is your decks. Favorite? I mean, they, they have, they're all special in their own way. Um, they say different things. They speak in a different way. Um, At the moment, yeah. I would say my favorite is probably Whispers of Lord Ganesh. Hmm. Ganesh is my buddy. Interesting. Yeah, For those who don't know who Ganesh is, recently. he is yeah. the Hindu Lord of Obstacles. Everybody in India has a statue. Uh, the American equivalent is if you go into South Philadelphia, your little Italian-American grandmother has the peeling statue of the Virgin Mary in the back by the barbecue. It's like that. Yeah. And what I love about this deck is not only is the artwork absolutely exquisite, mm-hmm. but the deck is full of compassion. Mm. You know, I'm not someone who really does a three-card spread. Mm-hmm. The, the deck always tells me what when I do. first get it, yeah, yeah. what spread it wants to use. And this one wants six cards. It's the core of the problem, what's blocking you, the attribute you have that can help, the attribute of Ganesh that'll come in, mm-hmm. a card that says, don't be fooled. You may think this is going to help you, but it won't. And do this instead. Yeah. But the other thing that, especially if there's anybody out there who is a professional reader, you absolutely want a children's deck. 
stretch. I have cat wisdom, has little kitties and squirrels and all kinds of things. Because at expos, there are occasions when mom doesn't have anyone to leave the kid with. A little muffin is squirming and say, want a card, want a card, want a card. And the mother says, please, can muffin pull a card? If you just give her the tarot deck, what are you going to do? Oh, look, muffin, it's the death card. Yeah. Muffin's going to have nightmares. (laughs) But if you have a children's deck, muffin can pull a card. You can say, stretch yourself. That means you have to learn something new this week. And mommy says, thank you. And the kid's fun. Uh That's the kind of thing in my book, You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie, that I teach people that the little details about working this business that they don't think about. Yeah. But I was on the road for 18 years. When you say on the road, what do you mean? Literally on the road, forty-five weekends a year to expos, ah, forty-five, okay. fifty thousand miles on the car. My nickname was the Travel Channel. <laughs> but in the summer of twenty nineteen, my back got a severe injury. November of nineteen, the doctor said, "Kiddo, you're toast. You are not going to be able to load in and load out and do the long trips." But that was the universe talking, because yeah. it gave me four months to put my business entirely online. What happened in March of 2020, the year of Hold My Beer and Murder Hornet Bingo. All of my friends that only read on the circuit tanked. I did better last year than I had ever done. Yeah. The universe moved me where I needed to be. Wow. Talking about books. (laughs) We did talk about books. You showed me something Mm -hmm. um, before we went on air, on the air. So show me that again, and, and let's talk about that a little bit. All right. That is... The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. All right. Come you know, on, one of the reasons it. we psychics have bad reps mm-hmm. is that people don't know how to choose a good psychic and they'll go to the shysters, the, yeah. the problem people. Mm-hmm. Um, this book was literally written out of an example. Remember, I told you about the fake gypsy earlier. That's what she said to a woman who went into her booth. 20 minutes later, a bunch of us saw the woman leaving crying hysterically. Because the gypsy had said if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only one dollar candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident for two weeks. Mm. So this book does not say Corby is the only good person. Yeah. It says this is how to stay safe. And it's how to choose a psychic, how to prepare, questions you can ask, questions you shouldn't, when you really don't need a reading. Yeah. And the thing is, other psychics have read this book and they love it. And they say, God, I wish I had this when I was just starting out. Yeah. Because there are some things in here that people know. I mean, my favorite one in here under when getting a reading won't help. Does Bruce think about me? No. Has he ever thought about me? Not the way you want. If I do such and such, will he think about me? No. Well, is he going to call soon? He isn't. Well, if he's not going to call soon, is he going to call later? And on and on and on and on until... <laughs> They wear down the psychic and they go, yes, yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good. I thought so. I Don't do that. It's terrible. And, but, but every one of us has had that. Oh. So it teaches people, you want that? Don't waste your money. <laughs> it also has things in there about why we deserve to get paid. I mean, <laughs> Amen. people say mm-hmm, uh, things like, well, tell me something. This this is my favorite. This has happened to me. Tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're good, I'll have a reading. Oh. You say that to me, I will look at you and smile and say, I'm sorry. I don't roll over and fetch either. And I will turn my back and you will not get a reading. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, and of course, the one, 
well, this is a spiritual gift. You should be doing it for free. You shouldn't charge. No You're way. not very spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And but if you switch it and you say to a doctor, wow, you mean you're going to charge me? You don't really care if I die or not, do you? You're not compassionate. <laughs> and they say, well, they used to. I said, in the old days, when we were the tribal shamans, you would bring us a chicken. You'd bring us a cloak. <laughs> you'd bring us firewood. You ain't bringing me any of that, honey. So you're going to pay me. Right. <laughs> and you're going to pay me according to how long I've been doing this, what my specialties are, um, how many certifications I have. Yeah. You know, you're not going to pay a yutz in Jackson Square, New Orleans, what you're going to pay me. Right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. You have to put a value Neither on should you pay work. more yeah. than you could afford. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yes, 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 yes. Now, let's uh, ask where, if uh, my listeners would like to get in touch with you, where would the first place you would send them? Uh, of course, I'll be including this under the episode, but let's hear from Okay. You. I would say you probably want to go to my website first, corbymitlide.com. It's got 100 or 150 articles on there for you to read. It's got the um, web pages for my books. You can find out where to order them. Uh, and you can see I do sessions that run from your burning question, five-minute reading, all the way to the soul plane readings, which take me an entire day. Mm -hmm. Depends on what you need. There are readings on romance, there are readings on birthdays, there are readings for Mother's and Father's Day, they're just general readings, there are the specialties, you know, the consults like Sentence of Passion, Brainstorm Your Business. Um, the most important thing is what do you need, mm -hmm. all right? If you sat down with me at a psychic fair, the first thing out of my mouth would be, what's the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing today? So you give me direction, because I do a lot of things. And if you go blank on me, I'll go Brooklyn on you and go, darling, what's biting your butt? Because everybody, you say it that way, everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Um, you can usually um, get a, a general reading with me within a week. Mm -hmm. Soul plan readings, I have three more appointments this year, and then we move into 2022. Because mm -hmm. they exhaust me, so I only do a couple yeah. of months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I can understand that. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Corby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, one last question. Corby, where does yes. that name come from, Corby? Is it short for something? No. Corby <laughs> Midlight is actually a chosen name. It's, remember, Reginald Dwight became Elton John. Well, I still have my legal name, but my right, right. business but, name is Corby Midlight. Uh, Corby. Corby is Gaelic for Raven. Ah. Okay. They're my buddies. There you go. And Mitleid is German. It means compassion. It always reminds me why I do the work. Mitleid. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you so much. I really am appreciate. I mean, I'm, you know, not in awe because, of course, I do many of the things that you do. But it's nice to have another person say it. You know, <laughs> it's nice to have someone else to say it. Thank you so much. I hope we, we could pleasure. come on another time. Bye-bye, Corey. Absolutely.